Hello, Internet, and welcome once again to the Always Online Podcast brought to you by MMOBomb.com, your home for all things multiplayer related. This is episode 418, and we're doing the show live February 4th, twitch.tv slash MMOBomb. We've got chat hanging out with us, ready to go, ready to get their opinions in. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. No box, so we can just get right down to it after we introduce the host, Mr. Jason Winter. How are you? No box. We do have a book. We do have a book. It is a very pretty book. What is that? Is that like it one of their the, art books? Yes, it is the Guild Wars 2 Arena 20th Anniversary Art Book. Ooh, it has pretty art. I'll open up to a random page. I don't know what this is. Very pretty is what it is. Is it nice? Very oh, yeah, pretty. it's nice. It is it's very small pretty. Over here. Yeah, like yeah. you didn't get like a text page. Yeah, very good. All right. So, yeah, this is what they sent me a while back, and I thought I'd put it up in commemoration to the news this week. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a little bit, a little bit. Are you excited? Somewhat. Yeah. As much as I ever get, you know. Yeah, but <laughs> for me is a so, lot. So like Ed uh does does Guild Wars expansions they they do it for you still? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. All right. Well, I mean, we'll see. The last one sort of did it for me and then I had my my interregnum basically and we'll see if, how I feel that about it. That sounds this. like a personal problem. Uh also on the line, Quinlan Bowers. What's up, Q? Art. Well, I do have an art book, but it's like super old. It's the uh, Bioshock art book <laughs> sitting um, over here. Is Bioshock um, like known for art? Oh my god! Like, yeah, the it? art in it was great. Well, like, like I remember thinking like the environments were cool and stuff like that, but I, you know, I just don't know if I would buy a. I didn't buy it. It was. Do you remember when you they they had the problem with the collector's editions where the the big daddies? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Were broken. Yeah. And they were like, oh, send them back to us and, and we'll send you a replacement. Well, I was one of the people that had to do that. And they sent it. Um, they, they took forever to send it back to the point that they were like, you know what? Don't send us your old one. Just send us pictures of them fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a free art book. All right. Well, so, free art books are always good, no matter what yeah. you think of the art. It's, it's Free stuff is usually good. Let's uh, get started with the news since we got an awful lot to talk about today. Let's go ahead and kick it off with the big news. This week, Sony has purchased or is in the process of purchasing, and I'm going to sneeze, Bungie. And that means Destiny 2 and whatever. Achoo! I was going to say, don't hold it in. Oh, Destiny 2 and sneezes. I've tried so hard not to do it. <laughs> but bright lights are in my eyes here, so there was not a chance in hell I wasn't going to sneeze. So anyway, uh, Sony is in the process of purchasing Bungie. That means Destiny 2. That means Whatever they're working on, we knew Jason a while ago that Bungie kind of teased they are working on something, and that was it. Like, they they didn't really... We saw job postings and stuff like that, uh, but we didn't know what it is. We still don't know what it is. They're scooping up the company for $3.6 billion USD, which, if you think back to our chat about... Microsoft purchasing Activision Blizzard and the price tag and all of that stuff. We did talk about, you know, what would Sony's play be? Now, obviously, this is not in reaction to the Microsoft acquisition. Uh-huh. Like, these these balls move slowly down the hill, right? This For this to be announced, this has been in the works for months. 
whether Sony and Microsoft knew about what the other company was intending or trying to do. Who knows? But this is not a knee-jerk reaction. This has been something that's been in the works for a while. But it is a weird, I think, little pickup, right? It is not one that would have been on my radar. I can't say that I disagree with it. Uh, initially, you might look at it and go, why do they want Destiny 2? Uh, and I don't think they want Destiny 2, per se. Hmm. Uh, and I think they kind of tease this in, in the statement a, a little bit here, where they, they we're buying the community. <laughs> we're, we're buying the million, a little less than a million people that are usually playing Destiny 2 concurrently across all platforms at any given time. Jason, you showed numbers that it's you know typically around 800,000 plus across all platforms at any given time. And then when we found out that Sony is working on 10 new live service games over the next four years, including tapping into Bungie and uh, some of their future projects and their systems, you can kind of look at it and go, yeah, they, they wanted the community. <laughs> they want those players, even if it isn't necessarily Destiny 2 that they were after here. But is it a good decision for Sony? I mean, for only three point six billion, I guess it's okay. I mean, that's that's only half of Bethesda, roughly, but it, it's still not an amount that you can sneeze at. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> you. Uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like a million, a million players seems like a rounding error for Sony. How many, how many PlayStation fours or PlayStation fives are out there? Like, I, I think it's. I don't know if it's so much about the players. It is about possibly. The, the adding a development house that produces a pretty good quality game and that they will leverage to produce more games in the future, including, you know, whatever Bungie's doing and those 10 games of which, you know, three of them will probably actually get made, but, you know, whatever. So I, I don't know. I, I think, I, I don't think it was a knee-jerk reaction, but I think it was a case of they saw it there, they saw it was available, I guess, because Bungie can't decide if it wants to be owned by someone or not, apparently. That was my first thought about it. And they just said, yeah, why not scoop it up Get something good there and get that additional developer power. Yeah, and uh, chat asking if it's on Game Pass. It is on PC Game Pass. It was removed. Destiny 2 was removed from the Xbox Game Pass back in uh, December. So that just recently came off of the Xbox Game Pass. It is still on PC Game Pass. Q, breaking news today on this topic. Uh, a little little bit of extra. Like, uh, hey, $3.6 billion. That's a lot of money. Apparently, Sony is allocating approximately $1.2 billion of that $3.6 billion to retaining the talent at the team. You know, obviously, we've had that question about Activision, Blizzard, and Microsoft. Like, how much redundancy will there be when those, those companies actually merge and systems are all up online and working? How many people may get laid off in that type of mega acquisition Sony here allocating, you know, basically a third of the purchase price to retaining as many of those 900 employees as possible, 900-ish employees as possible. Uh, that's going to be a pretty, pretty sweet deal, I think, if you're working at Destiny 2. And I don't think Sony comes with, like, the fear that, like, if you were purchased by Activision, right? Like, that, that you'd be like, well, I might start looking for another job. But I don't think Sony has per se, that reputation, and this has got to definitely help retention, right? I think so, but I mean, there, there's a, a key phrase that both of you glossed over that they mentioned in their press release, 
and that was giving access to Bungie's live game services and technology expertise. Yep. Like, that's what they're really buying. So if that's what they're buying, of course they want to hold on to those employees because those are the people who know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you can argue sense. you can argue Destiny 2 content all you want, right? Like, whether or mm -hmm. not the game itself is for you and whether or not you like the idea of vaulting content and stuff like that. But it's very seldom that we're writing Destiny 2 news that is like, the entire system's borked, Jason. Like, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, launches aside, right? Launches can be a little rocky, but that's a, mm -hmm. across the entire board. It's definitely an interesting grab. It still leaves the question of uh, John Ryan, or Josh Ryan, John Ryan, I can't remember which off the top of my head, um, said, hey, you know, uh, Jim Ryan, we are going to be acquiring more. Mm -hmm. Phil Spencer had already said that. The gaming arms race that I kind of alluded to and, and said uh, on this show and on Gaming Gumbo, it is in full force now. Like, I do not see a way we get out of 2022 without at least a few major more acquisitions. I, it's just going to increase for a little while. There are challenges, yes. Like, the FTC is now stepping in to look at the Blizzard deal. To be expected, but usually the FTC getting involved is different than the SEC. There's different rules, and it's a little more stringent. Uh, I still don't think anything's going to happen that tells that deal that they can't uh, be acquired. Then we've talked about companies like Square Enix and Konami and Sega and stuff like that, and let's set aside the challenges with acquiring a Japanese company, right? They're, the monopoly laws and, and things like that on acquisitions are a bit different and a bit stronger in Japan. It's hard for a U.S. company to acquire a Japanese company. It's hard for a Japanese company to acquire a Japanese company. So who else is on the board? Who's the next big grab? Because most of, somebody pointed out in the comments, most of our 2022 predictions have already been checked off the board. Like two or three of them are already done and in the bag. Uh, God, oh, here, the question, this is like, this is like, we were talking about this on, on Twitter the other day about uh, the, the question an interviewer asks you, like, what do you plan to be doing in five years? <laughs> this is the inevitable question. Whenever there's, whenever there's an acquisition, Mike's like, who's going to be bought next? Who's Come next? On, Jason, tell us. Who's next? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I wouldn't have predicted Bungie. It's someone else. I, is gonna, yeah, I agree. Someone else is going to be bought. There can be a couple more during the year. I would I not have guessed Bungie. Blizzard. I would have predicted Bungie. You know, you know the funny thing about Bungie, though, right? The, the, this particular acquisition is it's basically almost like them thumbing their nose at Microsoft because they, well, they originally started out hanging out with Apple. Yeah, yeah. That was where the original, and then Microsoft came in and went, "Hey, come over here and chill with us," and they did that for a while, and well, then they went to Act to to Activision. <laughs> and now Microsoft is buying Activision and they're just like, we're just going to go over here and hang out with Sony. Yeah. And, and you bring up Apple, which is somebody we don't really talk about in the context of this discussion. But there are now rumors that Apple not only wants to get in on the gaming arms race acquisition, but may want to get in on the console side of things. Now, they are very early rumors from, you know, very sketchy sources in some cases, in some cases. So we'll see how that plays out. But you got to figure, hey, Apple's got to be a player, particularly even if it's just a mobile play. Start picking up different mobile, mobile studios. Okay. Mobile studios, sure. But Apple have, for decades, have been talking about, oh, we'll get into gaming. Oh, yeah. And then they just kind of forget that gaming exists. <laughs> 
Like it, it's it's like they they see a new shiny and they're super excited about it for all of twenty five minutes and then they go to redesign their product boxes. <laughs> so you're you know, saying kind of... you're saying that Apple is the cat of the gaming industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of funny what you're saying too about how uh, when this, when Microsoft bought uh, Activision about how uh, Crash Bandicoot is now the was the mascot yeah. of Sony and now yeah. it belongs to Microsoft. And for half a second, I thought, so now. Now Sony owns Master Chief because yeah. they have Bungie. No, no wait, that, that doesn't work. No, not quite. Not that quite. That doesn't work anymore. That doesn't it was work. Still where my brain went at the very first. On the... It's not Master losing Master Chief that would be the big deal. It would be losing Cortana. <laughs> I <laughs> I do like, by the way, how Nintendo officially came out was like, yeah, this acquisition stuff's for the birds. We're just we're just gonna do what we do. Like yeah. yeah, they specifically were like, yeah, acquiring companies that don't have Nintendo DNA inherently in them already doesn't make sense to us. We're just going to continue to do what we do. And now the Switch has surpassed the Wii as far as units sold. So, like, yeah, I don't think there's any reason. We predicted that. We said Nintendo was just going to stand in the corner and watch. And that's exactly what they seem to be doing. Nintendo knows their audience. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They really know their audience, and that's all they want. That's all they care about is keeping that group of people happy. Yup, yup, yup. Um, oh, Jason, real quick here. We did get late last night Blizzard financials. Obviously, Man. there wasn't a call. Uh, and while some people obviously <laughs> well that see here's the thing some people think that that's weird it really isn't because of them being in a an acquisition period you really don't want to be forecasting or trying to assuage like oh we'll be higher next quarter while there's an acquisition going so I'm not surprised that there wasn't a, a call but what did the actual numbers look like and when can we expect our Warcraft mobile games <laughs> 2028 probably i don't know uh but yeah it's the the numbers were like up a little bit from the previous quarter but still down from what they had been before all the controversy happened so they might still be feeling that a little bit i know other sites report on like the number of uh active monthly users going down continuing to go down in cross blizzard games i've never noticed that a whole lot but that still is a thing um in terms of yeah the blizzard mobile game yeah that's Something they announced as being a Warcraft mobile game. Something they announced as being a thing yeah, that they're to, working on. To be clear, not World Again. of Warcraft. It's yeah. Warcraft lore inspired, world inspired. Again, we're working on something. Yeah. Is, is the the caveat to everything. So, yeah, I'm not until they actually until like the uh, like the survival game. They're actually hiring for positions for it. They specifically count out <laughs> or point out. Then I'll consider it a little more official. Uh, speaking of which, also I'll mention too um, some. I don't remember what her name was, but some producer for Overwatch uh, left the team this week, or said that Friday was her last day. And said it was because of all the crap she didn't want to put up. She couldn't deal with it anymore, so on and so forth. So, See, maybe you want to get bought by Sony. Get that sweet retention bonus. Yeah. That sweet, sweet retention bonus. Yeah. Uh, very quickly, I figure we'll talk about uh, what's going on in Destiny 2. We are headed into Witch Queen's launch. Uh, and so we do have a few articles on stuff that they have revealed over on MMOBomb.com. Obviously, we'd love you joining us here on YouTube to click that subscribe button, click like, throw a comment, make sure you get your weekly feedback on our question of the week and weekly bombs down below so you can be a part of next week's show. Uh, and spread the word if you like what we do here. We've been on a hell of a video kick. It's you know 10 videos in 10 weekdays the last two weeks here. And we got the first look for Lost Ark coming next week and you know all kinds of stuff. 
Uh, in Destiny 2, though, you can take a look at some of the new weapons that are coming, include, uh, including a lot that you can craft, and then the new weapon type in the glaive. Man, Destiny is one of those games that just... Every time they do an update, I want to get back into it. And then... I don't know if anybody else has this problem. Like, you start playing it, and you're just like, mm, there's too much. It's too much. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that, what I'm... That's me and Conqueror's Blade. Is it? Yep. I For me, to... it's more like, there's too much crap I have to do to unlock the new units. Forget it. I mean, the glaive looks badass. I do want to mess around with the glaive. And I do like the, the core story and stuff. I own all the expansions, so I'm not like a free-to-play player that's wondering what should I buy and stuff like that. But I always just like start getting sidetracked by stuff because there's so many things to be sidetracked by, even with stuff being vaulted, which is not something I like. I don't like that at all, e- even though vaulting some of it takes less off of the plate for me to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just one of those games that I'll play for like two or three weeks, and then I'm like, ah, God, I, I just, I don't know what to do. I'm going to go play Final Fantasy. I'm going to go Destiny back. 2 seems like a greedy game. Like It's one of those games that demands all your it time. It wants your time, yeah. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't get That's by. That's why Sony wants it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Sony wants it. It was one of the only, well, is only one of the only shooter PvP games that I wasn't absolutely abysmal at PvP in either. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could hold my own in the Crucible. Like I'm not at like 6 KDRs or anything, but I'm at, you know, 1-5, 2, 2 five, stuff like that. So mm. I will get back into it. Obviously, we'll be streaming it. I know Q will kind of just pass you on this one. You're not a first-person shooter girl, and particularly the way Destiny's camera warps around, I would imagine that'd be a blast for you. Yeah, but you know what? You could probably get Yod to play with you. Oh, yeah, Yod. I'm not a first-person yeah. shooter girl Yod either. Is, yeah. Yod, Yod's a huge Destiny fan. <laughs> Yod is a huge Destiny guy. He can't wait for Witch Queen. And but he has to stop playing plus stop playing uh, Endwalker then if he does. Yeah, right? How does, how does that work? How does, how does that conflict with Yod? Tikal says it perfectly. Tikal says it perfectly. I wish it just led you through the story. Go here, talk to this guy, go there. And they have made changes to the questing system over time that do it a little better than when New Light first went free-to-play. I remember oh, Jason God. getting in when New Light Ugh. went free-to-play, and he was just hitting me with questions. I have no clue where the hell to go. Like, I have yeah. no idea what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, go do this and go do this and go do this. Okay, all right, now now I have no idea what I'm doing now. It's a now little it's better. Now introducing me to this character I've been talking to for 10 hours. What? <laughs> right. See, when uh, you first said that it, like there was so much to do, I was thinking more along the lines of Genshin Impact, where you're running along and you know exactly where you're going, but you never get there because there's a shiny thing over there. <laughs> no, it was like the new light implementation of the quest window was just really bad. You like could not tell what was what, and you had 70 different quests. Yeah. And you start one not realizing, oh, this is an exotic weapon quest that's going to take you three weeks and four friends to do. And you don't realize that until eight quest steps in, and you're like, "Well, shit! All right, let me find something else in my log to do." It's it's a little, it's a little better, yeah. but uh, yeah, it needs it needs some trimming. I'm gonna check it out. I, of course, I will, and we will stream it. Um, in other gaming news, we kind of teased at the beginning a little Guild Wars two. We'll talk about that in a second because we now know that World of Warcraft is finally. Oh going to introduce cross-faction instances. So Alliance and Horde, you'll be able to raid, do dungeons together, that type of thing. You still won't be able to create guilds, and there's still limitations to the system. 
But this has been a feature that has been clamored for for years now, even prior to recent player populations dwindling uh, queue, which obviously this will help, right? When you can cross-faction queue, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. But if you have friends on the other side of the world of Warcraft, uh, you will now be able to queue. And yeah, the story will be a little different, right? If you get into a horde raid in your alliance, you'll be seeing the cutscenes from that perspective, but whatever. One, I think it's a great thing for a dwindling player base or a falling player base a little bit, even though there's still a ton of players. But two, this has been a long time coming. Like, has there really been war in World of Warcraft since what? Arguably, Battle for Azeroth, they tried to really put the war back in the game, but eh, it wasn't received all that well. This is a net good, right? Just across the board, a net good, Q? So, and I, I remember during the brief period that, like, when I was playing Warcraft, I, I specifically stuck to Horde because that's just, you know, like, it, it's I always get go for the darker faction. But you have friends who are over here on Alliance that you can't do anything with because of that. Like, you literally have friends on the same server as you and you can't do anything because, you know, neither one of you are going to swap sides. Right. So I think this was a nice way. And like you said, it's it's all the very specific stuff. It's dungeons, raids, and raided PvP. But they're like, there are definitely things that you guys are still going to have to do just your faction. And I, you know, I think that's perfectly fine, like a good way to go about it, so... Yeah, Old Glory uh, saying that he heard in an Asmon video that most people play Horde because it's better for raiding or something. I don't play WoW myself, so I don't know. Horde generally does have a uh, better raiding uh, envir yeah, not, environment. <laughs> yeah, it generally does as far as like the, the number of people doing it and the number of people that are good at it and world firsts and, and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Also on this front, though, Jason, Blizzard's designing a new matchmaking system to apply legacy instances and all levels. There's a few exceptions there. So if you've had a little bit of a challenge getting parties together for some, like, earlier instances, that will probably help, too. I mean, these are all good things. Ian has a cost us. I remember him talking in November about this. So this is not like a, hey, our player base is falling. Let's emergency do this. This is something that he even talked about being on the radar then and has talked about earlier, it's about time, but I also got to wonder, like, is it a little too little too late type deal? Like, should this have been in an expansion or two back? It is our player base is falling, and this is a death. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> don't, 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 don't believe him. Yeah, they wouldn't have done this, like I said, five years ago, because they still had, you know, eight million players or whatever they, they, they would have said at the time. Yeah, this is, it's world of friend craft now. There's no more war. Everyone's a friend. Yeah. yeah, Sylvanas they, is really sorry about burning down that tree now. She's gonna make friends with all the alliance people. To they were they were also like, hey, uh, don't worry, don't worry. Like you'll still be unfriendly when you're not in instances and fully hostile in war mode. But even when you're in a party, yeah, even when you're in a party, thing, you, you, party you can back, actually talk hostile. in party chat while being hostile. <laughs> this is the same thing that uh, Swotor did a few years back. I recall you, you, know, you can mix an oh, alliance yeah, yeah, yeah. and Sith and a, and a, it's like I've totally forgot about. Don't that. even bother. Don't if you're gonna put the damn factions in a game, which are probably a terrible idea. Because Rift can probably do this too, right? Can't you merge dungeons with uh, characters on the other I side? I don't know. When I yeah. played, you couldn't. When I played yeah, consistently, you couldn't. I don't know if it's you. Just knowledge. Chat, let us know. Thing. 
this is not a thing to do anymore, the two-faction system. And there's still, we occasionally get games pop up that say they're doing that, or we want to do this, we want it to be a challenge where players fighting each other or whatever. Don't. You're going to undo it eventually. Freycore Just, says Rift merged PvP to have three-way PvP. Yeah, PvP, I think you seem to recall that. Yeah. A three-way, though? That's interesting. I don't know how that the works. See, like with Secret World, they had three factions, but... Yeah, but you could always work together with them. Yeah, because the way one. they designed it, they're like, hey, there's three factions, and you all don't exactly like each other. Yeah, but you just you just couldn't you guild together. A bigger problem yeah. than your issues. And the so. PvP, I think, might have been faction versus faction. Yeah, you just couldn't. PvP was like you go rumble in a uh, <laughs> in a boxing club or whatever yeah. kind of situation. <laughs> I think that like do factions is that a thing that should be in future MMOs? Like Troy just put up a no. video this week of like ten things MMOs need to start doing or stop doing right now. Uh, and this wasn't one of them, but it did kind of cross my mind. Like, is factioning out uh, a thing that MMOs should do anymore? Because you always hear, like, that cry, Jason, of, man, you know, a Dark Age of Camelot or this game or this game. They they just did three-faction PvP the right way, and, man, it's so awesome when it's done the right way. And I've never heard what the right way is other than just having three <laughs> factions. I asked Gary about this 10 years ago, and he couldn't come up with it. It's just three factions. Well, yeah, so... But anyway, that, that, that's exactly it. There's three factions. Yeah, that, that's the whole way to do it right is to have the, three factions. The, like, the great, split okay. faction, the two faction thing, right, also makes the, the, the characters a little less complex because they're like, well, these are, you know, sort of the good guys, sort of the bad guys, except if you're playing the bad guys, you're kind of the good guys. But they're, they're, it kind of sucks away some of the depth because they have a little bit of this. See, I, I think the reason know, people like the factions is because they want to be... Yeah, sorry, sorry. They they want to be horde. They want to be alliance. That's their identity. But I see you can. I think the way Secret World does it is great. You can be one of those three factions. I feel like yeah, I'm in the Illuminati. We look down on you, uh, yeah, we, dragon I was people. Dragon. We were just like, <laughs> yeah, but but you could still like I said, you're gonna kill on sight or anything like that necessarily. So I like I I can go with soft factioning and that sort of thing, but not a hard can't work together kind of so thing. from chat we got uh justin saying uh factions in new world just make things a mess that is the game like the recent game that popped in my head when i was thinking about doing this when wow. I, we were doing the show notes was that should just not have been a thing it, it's just so clunky the way it's, it's yeah. handled new there. world's pvp is just a mess so uh, that, that's part of it elder scrolls online have only a pvp map only on pvp maps on pve sure. maps it doesn't matter which faction you represent uh mm -hmm. well but that's a little Initially, it didn't, though. If you think back to the way it launched, the classes were even, or I'm sorry, the races yeah, were, yeah. were um, Brotherhood factioned. You know, so you had your Templar and your, your whatever. Uh, so even they did away with it after a couple of years. Uh, and Justin chiming in again, Guild Wars, where guilds went to war, made sense. Yeah, sure. in the original Guild Wars, totally agree. Speaking of Guild Wars, Jason, Guild Wars 2 expansion oh. finally has its release date, and you could not be happier. Well, I could be happier if it was, well, actually, end of the month is probably good, but well, yeah, it's funny. they did say it was going to be in February, and I know yep. you and Troy and Zach kind of thought, maybe this should be delayed a little bit. Uh, I know Troy was very vocal about that is going to be delayed. You and Zach were a little more... Eh, it probably will be, but it doesn't mm. have to be. Exactly they, more so than they I did was. make the deadline. Yes, February twenty eighth, and, and no, it's not a leap year. Last minute, <laughs> and it's funny that they always do their big updates on a Tuesday, but that February twenty eighth is a Monday, 
So I, I feel like they wanted they would if if they had no other thing in, in mind, they would have gone on March first yeah. to match the pattern. But they said February, so they're gonna try to squeeze it out one day early. So. Right. They were like, if we say March first, people are gonna scream. Oh yeah, no, exactly. it'll be twenty four hours. They'll understand. No, no, it's the internet. They're gonna scream. Uh, it's twenty four. I, I would have screamed. <laughs> It's but yeah, so it's going to come out February 28th. Uh, they just did a video this week showing off New Kynang City. I think they're doing a podcast today to show off more of it too. And I'll have a few impressions from the little bit I got to see about it uh, when the embargo drops on that next week. Yeah, I'm showing the newer uh, the, like the gameplay features trailer that they put up earlier this week. This one we oh, okay. already covered on MMO Bomb. Uh, but yeah, the, the the city that came out yesterday and some other stuff. We're, <laughs> we're, been seeing it for weeks. <laughs> we're, we're going to wait until Tuesday in, in one big piece with Jason's preview, so... Uh, take a peek at it. This trailer, this gameplay features thing, does. there's your siege turtle. There's your mm-hmm. stupid siege turtles. Turtle's Everybody's great. so pumped about them. I'm like, that eh, looks cool, but whatever. Cool. Uh, turtles yeah. and MMOs are great. Let's talk that, about I that. Definitely want one of those. You want one of those, Q? <laughs> if I played that, I would want one of those. Why don't you play Guild Wars 2? Like, I would think that that would be an MMO right up Q's alley. Um, Lots of cosmetics, a very, very unique and catchy art style. I played it for a little while, like right when it first came out, but it was a little, like it was just way too easy for me to not be able to figure out what I needed to do, so. Oh, you had the destiny effect. Yeah. (laughs) So, and and I I would do things like wander into a zone that I really shouldn't be in and be like. Look, it actually says on the map you have to be level whatever to get in the zone. Well, I mean, this was really early, so I don't know if it did or not at that point. Although, I guess within a zone, if you're like, you know, level 12 and you go to the area where stuff is 15, I guess that can mess you up a little bit. Yeah. Like, I mean, but it's it's been years, and I think it was around the same time, right? Like, like Secret World was coming out and these other games that I was just absolutely interested in. So it was not one of them. But you can have fishing parties now. I can't wait to have a new character in the Silver Wastes. Um, (laughs) Just one more max level character in the Silver Wastes, and I'll have almost a full party. Uh, Season one, yes, season one of Battlefield 2042. You'd be forgiven if you don't play Battlefield 2042, and you would assume that they are well into if not almost done with season one but no that actually has not come out yet it was going it was delayed into february and now jason being delayed into march because apparently a patch to fix things didn't fix things not quite no no you're you're writing that the the patch for the uh scoreboard is going to be moved up into, into march right 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 season one won't be released until the summer oh shit yeah. Wow. So yeah. So the scoreboard patch doesn't go out until March. They said that was going to be February as well, but it couldn't get out by the 28th apparently. And yeah, the actual seasonal content won't happen until the summertime. So it's not going good go. for the old BF two oh four two, huh? No. Is it going to go free to play? Maybe. Well, I mean, we had that rumor, right? We talked about yeah. that uh, like two weeks ago um, with Call of Duty on one side with some rumors, and then that they're considering some type of free-to-play component at minimum here. I, th- I think they have to. EA's financials also came out being carried by the the, the company or the games Apex. that you would expect. You know, mm-hmm. FIFA, Apex Legends still just racking up the dollars. But even they, in their financials, said this is uh, disappointing. They, they shit all over 2042 in that. 
<laughs> and like three or four times said, and it did not meet expectations, and it uh, missed the mark or whatever. And so, yeah, uh, miss against their expectations and we had disappointing sales. But they are committed to turning Battlefield around and building a sustainable live service. Sure, they are. Is it just that... maybe time cue for both like Call of Duty and Battlefield to get off of this? We must have one a year kick. Like, I'm hopeful that that is something Microsoft kind of changes in Activision Blizzard on the whole Call of Duty front. Uh, because you I just, think. like, the last like, few just, Warzone being the exception, right? Because that is, it, it's it's not really Call of Duty. It's a battle royale in the Call of Duty universe. Uh, and that's doing exceptionally well. But it just, like, the, the general flavor of these games, they just suffer so many months. And then, oh, by the way, by the time they fix it, if they do fix it, you might as well just wait for the new one. With with the way games are now, right, with the whole games as service thing and everything, that it would be so much easier to make a, a really solid game, put it out, and then just, you know, do DLC for it for a couple of years while you're doing whatever game you're doing in the background because you're always making another game. But, you know, do that and just give people, you know, additional content to keep them happy in the game that they spent money on and yeah you can charge for the dlc or whatever and you would actually probably end up making more money off of it anyway but like, i don't i don't think but, they care about that right i mean the reason they do it is because no. they do make the bajillions of dollars off of the day one sales even if the game is disappointing right jason yeah well, and it's know, a holiday sales bump yeah that holiday, you got to get a game out in November so you can get all those November, December that, holiday that is sales. 100% the fault of the players. Yeah, you're I just, right, Q. I, I wonder how much of a thing that still is, though. Because it's like, we don't just buy games in November and December. And, you know, how often do you get a game as a Christmas gift? I don't know if that happens that often. Well, so. we're adults now. So if you do, don't. if you do get a game with a Christmas <laughs> gift, it's probably something that's been discounted on Steam <laughs> during, the, during one of the sales. That's what I always get. So. I, yeah, because, I mean, nobody buys me games for, uh, for Christmas gifts. Old like, Glory calling I, it the old pump and dump, which, yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically is. It basically is. But Battlefield, oof, oof, oof. Mad Madden needs to come out every year. It has to have the, you know, like you said, the update for the roster and so forth. Right, but you could, like to call saying, though, you could do that via just a roster update DLC or, yeah, maybe. or a patch. You know, that doesn't need to be a whole new I mean, My game. baseball sim game has a new thing every year, and it, and it doesn't add a whole lot usually every year. Like you could probably skip a year every now and then. but Right, but you're also talking about a game that doesn't really have to worry about designing 3D animations and graphics along the way sure. for you know, high-end oh, play. But those probably don't change much. <laughs> the graphics haven't changed in like 12 exactly. years that. Exactly, and that's so. the point. Like, why force it to be a mediocre product when you could make a better product? The problem is the investors are so used to that Q3 or Q4 X bajillion dollars because mm -hmm. Madden, NHL, FIFA are coming out, and then Call of Duty and Battlefield are coming out, and that's who they're catering to not us or the developers who want to make a better game. Mm -hmm. uh, final piece of news here today before we head on over to the weekly bombs. It is official. Embers Adrift from Stormhaven um, will be going into closed beta in March. In March. Uh, in case you forgot, this was way back in the day Saga of Lucimia. Uh, and then there was some ownership changes or some leadership changes in the company that kind of forced a rebranding and, uh, and a change of some things. And so 
if you thought, hey, I'm, I, I've seen this trailer before, or I've seen this footage before, or I've seen this game before, you may have. Uh, that's what it used to be. Now it's Embers Adrift, currently in alpha and has you know limited alpha testing, all hidden by NDA right now. The beta is coming up on March 1st. The game will then be open for weekends at a time rather than just spot testing a various time. If you want to get in on this, you still have to pay. You still have to buy a Founders Pack. It's $50. That's it. There's just one. It's 50 bucks. If you buy it before March 1st, you'll get all the alpha goodies that are in there still, and you'll get what's remaining of the alpha access when it is up. Um, and then you'll get the beta as well. If you wait till after March 1st, you'll get beta access and you'll get some goodies, but there'll be one or two things from the alpha pack you won't get. Uh, so if you're going to spend the 50 bucks or you think you want to spend the 50 bucks, you probably want to do it before March 1st just to snag a couple extra things for being an alpha founder. Now, I don't know how well Embers Adrift is going to do. I, I don't know. It's an MMORPG sandboxy type environment pve game so right there it gets a thumbs up from me because i'm not generally a pvp cat and with exceptions and the team behind this will tell you you know what i mean if you want pvp then maybe this this isn't what you want um although i do think it is weird in a game that doesn't have pvp that it is skewing as a sandbox that's a little weird to me like conceptually in my head um uh, but we'll see how it goes this is all about exploration you know dungeon crawling with friends uh, they'll even tell you like i look through their forums it's not exactly solo friendly right a lot of stuff gets quite difficult when you are trying to play solo that uh, you could just raffle stomp Here's the other thing, Jason. They're they're maybe not doing themselves any favors because this is a subscription model. Mm -hmm. No cash up, none. In their FAQ, you came here to game, not shop. Our focus is ongoing development and re frequent release of engaging gameplay within an immersive world, not on maintaining a digital storefront. And they want the subscription model because it gives you access to all the game content helps devs uh, focus on their passion, which is developing the zones, the, the monsters, the quests and stuff. They do talk up like you're not going to be doing these little simple, stupid quests. Quests will feel more epic and be more involved. This is one of those games, though, that is, I'm just like, man, this sounds tailor-made for me. And I'm worried that it's not going to do well in this day and age. And... I don't know, Jason. I'm like cautiously optimistic that I think there could be some cool things here. But just like Mortal Online 2, I think you're hamstringing yourself right off the bat when there's a box fee and a sub required in 2022. So you say it used to be called what? Uh, uh, Saga of Lucimia. Saga of Lucimia. Are you sure it wasn't called Elder Scrolls Online? Because <laughs> I read this FAQ stuff and I'm seeing it just like a carbon yeah. copy almost. We have to have a sub. That's how we'll have better development. There won't be a cash shop. When you have a sub, you'll have all the content. How well did that work for Elder Scrolls? It's a big sandbox, mostly PvE. How well did that work for Elder Scrolls Online? With seven years or seven, eight years ago with a big title and a big license. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wish them luck, but I agree with you that 
I think it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for them to maintain their. Like, I, I've already copied and pasted and made a little note of the the stuff they have here about how they they have to do it this way, just so I can look back at it later. The other thing, yeah, and, and the other thing is too is we talk about PVE sandbox, all about exploration and so forth. No, it's going to be about finding the best loot, fastest, and making the best stuff out of it. That's what it's going to boil down to for ninety percent of players. So yeah, it's you know I, I don't know I yeah it's. I I look at Embers Adrift the same way I kind of look at Pantheon, right? Where I'm like, they may not be the most graphically stunning things on the planet, and that's to me that's okay. I'm not I'm not a graphics whore to that degree where I'm like, nah, I'm not playing that. Uh, I'm okay with it. It looks it looks good enough that I'm gonna be okay playing it. And I think, man, they're doing cool things that I think are cool, but are there gonna be enough of me? Q, <laughs> like, are there gonna be enough of me? that are willing to pay their Final Fantasy XIV sub, pay their Elder Scrolls mm-hmm. sub when I feel like doing that, when I feel like playing SWOTOR, that's one where I just sub up for a month or two and manage my Embers Adrift sub as well back and forth. I don't know. When you put that box fee and that sub on there, no matter what you're trying to do, whether it's this PvE sandbox, focus on group exploration, challenging content, you know, it's going to take parties to do. You immediately put yourself in the category of you got to compete with Final Fantasy 14 and World of Warcraft. Boom. Yeah, it is. You have to. It is a game that is designed to keep you in permanently. Right. Like that, that is their obvious goal, especially not having a cap shop. I mean, even with box. But this is what know, we all say we want. With box fees and stuff. Well, you say you want. No, right? I'm talking about the model. I'm talking about the model. This is what we all say we want. If you're going to charge me a sub, don't give me a cash shop. Right, right. Because I didn't just go sure. spend money in the Final Fantasy cash shop. Like, I care <laughs> about that. I, my don't give me a cash shop is don't give me loot boxes and things that I need to play the game. But I'll spend all the money you want on emotes and, and fashion. That's totally fine. <laughs> but I think the bigger problem here is they spend a lot of time in this fact telling you what the game is not. And I think that is a bad sign with a lot of things when they're like, oh, we don't do these things that other games do. When they start doing that, I think you're in trouble. It's definitely one that I'm interested in. It's definitely one I'm going to keep an eye on. I'll I'll do the first look for. But yeah, I do. (laughs) To call, you're probably right. I mean, spoiler, there ain't enough of you is is what to call says. Yeah, also says bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it plays out. And the fact that you need you need multiples of you because, like you said, it's not yeah. it's group, you know, it's not solo and that, friendly. That is so. a problem because if you want people to be subbed continuously, sometimes they're going to do things by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And you can they just say it's going to be a lot harder. And I yeah, you know, but the a fair point, fair point. <sighs> I mean, I wish them luck. I wish them luck. I can't wait to get in there and check it out. If I, was, I can, I can totally wait. If I was in there, I couldn't tell you anyway because I'd be under NDA right now. We'll see. You know, that's almost, I just want to say that's almost getting into my, my realm of, uh, in case you missed it, in terms of terms I hate. I can't wait. Yeah, you can freaking wait. You don't care that much. Anyway, sorry. We'll see. Let's head over and do the weekly bombs. Jason, let's start with you, sir. I'm going to give an A-bomb to Team 17. The hell's that? That is that is the developer and publisher, most most known for the Worms franchise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone loves Worms. I like they also Worms, publish, yeah. 
they also publish a lot of games for work with a lot of other developers to do their stuff. And this week they came out and said they're going to do some NFT thing with Worms. And a day later, within a day later, they said, okay, we're not going to do the NFT yeah, thing Yeah, I, I did see that. I didn't realize Team 17 was their name. I did see because that. Because a though. lot of the publisher, a lot of the uh, developers they're working with were like, yeah, we're going to find someone else to publish our games now. So, so yeah, a bomb to them for not even thinking for thinking for half a second this was a good idea. That wasn't gonna piss off everybody. Q, what do you got? I am giving a dub bomb to Gardens. Oh which, yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually pretty excited about this. I mean, you know, we'll we'll see how it actually pans out uh, to be like. But Gardens is a new development company um, created by. Some of the people that worked at that game company, which is, you know, the people who did Flower and um, Journey Pet Journey, and thank you, and <laughs> Flow and all, all of those like super soothing. I mean, Flower, like Flower gave you, a, you know, a uh, an achievement for not playing the game for seven days. <laughs> you were like, go outside and do something. Right. So, um, but anyway, they started this new game company, and it's kind of like that. It sounds like it's going to be really nice for the employees. It's a remote, pri like a priority remote company. So it, the whole focus of it is is it being you know completely remote and allowing people a thirty five hour work week and unlike unlimited paid time off and full medical and everything that you could possibly want while you're I guess working on games. For this little company. Nice. So I'm really excited to see what comes out of it. And they also said that they're going to be doing more games like the ones you see from that game. Company. And they, they so. specifically mentioned multiplayer too, didn't they? Which is they not... They did. Well, see, and that's the thing... Well, no, no. In um, Gardens so they I... did, yeah. Yeah, in the Gardens yeah. thing. No, yeah, in the Gardens thing they mentioned multiplayer, but it is something that they've done, that that game company has done before as well with Journey. Um, it was multiplayer to a point, but their multiplayer is a little weird in that it's not like you get in and chat with people right. and do that kind of thing. And I think that's the focus they're looking towards is that kind of thing. Like Sky Children of the Light is a mobile game where you do the same thing. You're playing with other people, but you 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 have to you know communicate through movement and stuff like that. So yeah, aren't you the I scarf in one? Of, I can't remember. The journey is the scarf, the and scarf, you have gotcha. to build up the scarf and as you fly it deletes the scarf but if you have somebody else with you you can boost the scarf by doing things gotcha. so. uh from viewers in chat highlighting their messages misagra says de bomb detroit's top 10 things all mmorpgs need to do or stop doing right now video i really hope devs follow his advice uh kiri saying de bomb to jason streams been awesome having people to hang out with after work lately congrats later you, you streaming on your then. own channel there? What is that? Is it just Jason yeah, yeah. Winner? Yep. Twitch.tv yeah, yeah. slash Jason. Well, look, I say it every every show. They should know by now. I know. Uh, but yeah, now, and also the 8th. What happens on the 8th? Crusader Kings 3 expansion What launches. happens on the 8th stays on the 8th. Oh, no. It's going to go way past the 8th. That's going to be all I stream for like months. The rest of your life. Guardian yeah, yeah. Vale says to bomb to the book of Boba Fett, episode 6. The episode was Star Wars fan heaven. A bomb to the Q and the servers at the start of the new Path of Exile League. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give an A bomb to Book of Boba Fett because I want to actually see Boba Fett in it. I don't like what they're doing lately. Uh, Takal says A bomb to Troy. That is all. So Troy gets one thumbs up and one thumbs down. Uh, Freycore says dub bomb to Zenith VR MMO for topping the charts of every single platform they launched on, beating out games like God of War. 
Elden Ring, and Monster Hunter on Steam. Well, I don't know how you could beat Elden Ring yet. I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that'd be really impressive. We're beating game. Well, not really. Like you're beating a game that has zero player count at the moment, right? That's true, actually. Yeah. Uh, Old Glory says a bomb to Jason. Oh, top of the chart for sales. Okay. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Okay. There's the clarification. Yeah, I'm hearing good things about. It. We don't really cover a lot of VR uh, on here. It's not that we don't consider it multiplayer. We certainly do, but there's like so many hoops you have to jump through to be able to take part in it that it's just kind of like really doesn't fit with the spirit of what we cover. Hmm. Um, I am going to check it out, though. I haven't yet. Uh, Old Glory, A-bomb to Jason. Oh, so see, Jason gets a thumbs yeah, up and one, one thumbs one, down, one, too, because yeah. he's not streaming after my work. Oh, all right. Look, that's why I'm streaming on Sunday. Okay, yeah, fine. Show up on Sunday. From the viewers, Jared Nelson says, to bomb to how generous how Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duels is. Kind of funny that those defensive about the Mortal game was that first look reviewed saying the reviewer should have given a different perspective. Talking about Troy's Mortal Online uh, look, mm -hmm. first look. But yet, if it's a first look, seems like it should be more for new or potential new player perspective. I quit Blizzard due to their Hong Kong thing. This was prior to their current mess. So Jared chiming in on a number of things there. Yeah, first looks aren't reviews. They are exactly that, first looks. And they do cater a little more towards, depending on the game, the, the new player experience. Uh, and yes, I agree with you. Like, particularly from Konami, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duels system, yes, it will eventually peter out, and it will be a grind to get gems, just like it is in every TCG. But if you know exactly what you need to get to build a deck or two that you like playing Yu-Gi-Oh! in real life, there are plenty of gems for you to work your way to those two, two or three decks without having to spend a dime. It is incredibly generous. My only caveat in the first look is if you're like me and you're not experienced, hold on to your gems until you work out with a friend that does play what you might like to play as far as the play style. Don't just start buying packs. Just hold on to those gems, work with a friend, look up some stuff online. Uh, go ahead, Jason. Old Glory is saying he works on weekends too. It's like, dude, send me your work schedule. I'll plan a stream around it at some point. <laughs> All right, Misfit Rain says, the bomb for getting five more yearly predictions come March because, you know, we got two out of five already in January. Major company bought. Microsoft will probably redo the management, so Bobby will be out. Just need Daybreak to buy Anthem, then cancel it and for New World to go free. Yeah, the problem with the Bobby one is he's going to be there until yeah, by November the the or until Q3 of next year. And the prediction... He at least get a half a point for he, he might not be... Like, like They say it has to wrap up by then, so he might be gone earlier. We'll like, maybe see. like March or something of next year, but I think by the end of this year he sticks around, probably. Go ahead, Q. Uh, to Cal 2399, a bomb for me, me fooling myself into thinking that Jimmy G wasn't going to eventually play <laughs> That's yeah. my bad. Give Q the sports tweet. Yeah, there give Q the sports ball. <laughs> I have no one. idea yeah. what that's about. But Jimmy G, I, definitely I, Jimmy G. <laughs> and now Old Glory is saying he works when it snows. So tell me tell me where you live so I can look at the weather forecast and know when. <laughs> Namtub says, uh, De bomb to Rainbow Six Extraction. It's not the mm -hmm. best game ever made. It's not very original, and it borrows assets from another more successful game. One reviewer I like to watch really didn't like it because of how unoriginal and bland it is. However, as far as I can see, nothing is really broken about it, and it scratches several itches of mine. A number goes up, 
and stuff gets unlocked. It has a solo-focused mode that is modified differently than when playing in a team. They even made a cutscene for you when you yeah. decide to play solo. Yes, they did. That was uh, neat. It was neat. The, you have to get solo missions authorized. It was very cool. And it's on PC Game Pass, so the barrier is, to entry is lowish. All that's missing is a pause function when playing solo, and we'd be golden. Warframe has a, pub, pog, a pause function when in solo mode. Why can't every always online game have one, especially session slash instance-based games? Namtub, I mean, I don't know if there's ever been a weekly bomb that I looked at and just <laughs> yeah. went, I 100% agree with what this person is saying from top to bottom. And Jason, I know you feel the same yeah, way. Yeah, pretty much. I almost feel, I feel like extraction and siege are like the PVE and PVP portions of the same game. Well, yeah, I mean they that's are way basically. To look at it. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> just that's, think of it in that way. As now, granted, maybe you shouldn't have paid another thirty or forty bucks, whatever for. That's the only yeah. gripe I have. It's overpriced for what it is, which is an yeah. amped up version of a siege event. Wait for it to go on sale on Steam. Yes. Oh, wait, no, no, it's not on Steam. Never but mind. I, I can't bitch about the price because I play it via Game Pass. So yeah, if I had to buy it, though, I think they overcharged for it. Fin right. Finish them up, Jason. Razy101 says the new... Oh, sorry, Razy0101. Don't want to miss the next one there. The new Rainbow Six Siege reminded me of a less polished version of GTFO. He said Siege. I think he meant Extraction. Seems interesting, but doesn't really seem to have the depth GTFO does. Kind of seems like the whole BR cash grab effect evolving to a new model and R6 Siege, as he says again, seems to be early, so there's at least that. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Like, we are seeing a yeah. lot of these three, four, uh, some of them are sequels, so we expected them, right? Like Dying Light 2 and, and uh, uh, Back for Blood. and like So we expected those types of things. But then you have Aliens, Fireteam Elite, and Rainbow Six Extraction. We are seeing a lot of, of these come out. Maybe that is the latest in the fads. Question of the week last week, is Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard a good thing? What will become of World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, and other marquee titles? Could they go free-to-play? Would they become console exclusive? What are your thoughts? Namtub uh, chimes in here, too, saying, Question of the week, I think the Microsoft acquisition of Activision, Activision Blizzard is good for the games in particular. As y'all said, maybe this means Call of Duty's cadence of releases will slow down and will result in better games. Maybe Diablo, World of Warcraft, and Overwatch will have the resources they need that Activision was unwilling slash unable to provide. If this ends up not being the case, I don't think things would have got better under the current leadership anyway. So while I think it's great for the games in particular, my selfish ass was really hoping for a Diablo 4 to flop. If Diablo 4 flopped, maybe my Blizzard fanboy friends would finally play Path of Exile with me. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. Uh, Yami Kami says, Hard to say if the Microsoft buying ActiBliz turns out to be a good thing or not. But in my opinion, can ActiBliz get any worse? Good point. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, and that's kind of what Namtub said in, in a nice way, right? It wasn't going to yeah. get better under the current leadership. So even if it doesn't get better, you're still at zero. Yeah. And uh, MC, I don't know, uh, lead Activision Blizzard, oh, Microsoft, I think MS, Microsoft led Activision Blizzard would be worse than led by Bobby. I think not. I also agree that including the WoW sub into the Xbox Game Pass would be a great change because it would mean it's basically free-to-play for all Game Pass users, which means potential new players for WoW or even returning players. Plus, it makes the purchase of a sub plus Game Pass much more attractive to those people who just want to play WoW very casually, like just on a Friday night but don't want to pay $15 per month to just play four days in that month. Having then the option to just play all the other games that come with Game Pass sounds like great value. You know, it kind of reminds me, I think of it, of like what... um. 
what Sony Online used to do. I don't know, maybe they still have it with their All Access Pass. Yeah, across all. Like, their if you don't MMOs. want to pay fifteen bucks a month just for EverQuest, you pay twenty bucks, you get that, and you get your Planet Side Two bonus yeah. and so forth. Which yeah, I actually thought about playing Planet Side Two again last night, but I, I resisted. Yeah. So. yeah, you streamed it yesterday on MMO Bomb. Yeah. Uh, Q, go ahead. Uh, to call twenty three ninety nine. I promise this one from to call is not based on football. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, considering the question, I would hope not. <laughs> yeah, he just, just goes off and starts talking about NFL. He's like, "Yeah, Activision Blizzard, Microsoft's great, but let's let's talk about that Kansas City Chiefs collapse." <laughs> um, I think it's a good thing. I could care less about the Game Pass aspect, though. As I mentioned the other week on Relic Grind, I'm all about the console wars. With one company now potentially being able to claim some real needle-moving titles with, as exclusives with this and the Bethesda deal, it provides some real distinction between the consoles that have pretty much been clones of each other during this and the last gen. We were going back to the days where you really had to sit down and think about what games you really cared about when deciding on which console to buy, provided you could only get one. It makes the console space interesting, and anything that makes a boring, lately anyway, console space interesting one is a good move. I disagree with this completely. Yeah, this is one of those <laughs> All opinions. Games be available everywhere. Yeah, this is one of those opinions that you're either like, there's, I don't think any gray area on this one. You either 100% agree or you're like 100% cuned. No way. No, no. way it should be. I generally <laughs> like titles being available anywhere just for sheer access. However, in my personal view, yeah, in my personal view, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I'm blessed to be able to get them all anyway. Uh, right, and this thing, and there is something fun about, you know, you to call a couple of weeks said the same thing. Like, back in the console wars, Jason, I'd make fun of you mm -hmm. for being a Genesis guy, and there was something fun about that. I can't deny but, that was a little fun. You know what that is, though? That's like me being Horde and you being Alliance and me making fun of you for being a whippy <laughs> Alliance. Oh, no, now we can all do dungeons together. I mean, yeah, no. I, I feel like with the way things are and the affordability of consoles or any kind of gaming system... I have just the availability that, now. Yeah, that people should be able to buy it on whichever platform they have and not have to miss out just because they happen to have the wrong console. Well, it's going to happen more and more whether you like it or not, Q. With all the buyouts, it's just going to happen more and more. Uh, Kitsuruha says, question of the week. I'm hopeful. I think it's a good thing because now Blizzard will have more overhead to work with, and anything is better than anything Activision did to the company. Honestly, not a fan of half their games at all anyway, but I love Diablo, and I'll hold out hope to see more from StarCraft and maybe even Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, you can scratch that last one, my friend. Uh, that there's nothing coming to Heroes of the Storm. That should be that. That's my new sub prediction. That's <laughs> gone by the end of the that's year. That's gone. There we go. Uh, yeah. not even sure if Overwatch will come back like it used to be with the hype, and not like I'm a big FPS fan anyway. But I I do enjoy the game at times. And thought other than StarCraft Ghost never finding the light of day, thanks to Diablo, I've always had a soft spot for Blizzard and hated what Activision did to it. And I very much hope Microsoft is going to put Blizz back on the right track that got derailed way too long ago. And I think that's a lot of people's hope. Like, you know, maybe Blizz had its own problems. Maybe they were exacerbated by Activision and the purchase and stuff like that. But there's still such that, like, nostalgia piece when it comes to Blizzard for a lot of people that hopefully maybe this will put the focus. Bless you. Two out of three of us have sneezed. Q, do you have to sneeze? No. Ugh. <laughs> 
At least I can mute myself when I do that. Go ahead, Jason. Okay. Finish it off. All right. Nine says, I want to know what Q thinks about Tom Brady retiring. Oh, no, wait. No, hold on. That's what it says. <laughs> uh, Nine says, Tom, Q has no idea what Tom Brady is. Okay. You actually know him? All right. Good. Uh, Nine says, I love how people shout the same dumb sentence, but Microsoft gains a monopoly. No, they don't. They're not even close to monopoly. They gain like 12 or 13 games. Activision portfolio is not big. Also love how Sony fanboys believe Sony can afford to buy Ubisoft or EA. Well, they can apparently afford to buy Bungie. Yeah, probably Ubisoft before that. are a little more expensive. <laughs> yeah. The possibility is high that Microsoft makes COD and Xbox PC exclusive at some point in time. Nothing stops them from doing that. However, it is Xbox we're talking about. After their tone-deaf botched Xbox One launch, it did a 180 and started listening. I believe Phil is not too interested in making anyone mad, and so also not restricted to two systems will increase profit significantly. One thing that I hope is that for Microsoft, it goes full tabula Ross on Activision Blizzard's leadership <laughs> and fires anyone with dirt on them, turns the company's image around, and utilizes the few talented devs they have left there and creates better games. It isn't hard to create better games as most of their release, most of their release is absolutely terrible rubbish. Pal World looks interesting. It's basically what happens if Pokemon really existed. We wouldn't keep them in balls. Squirtle useless F. Go water the fields already. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to have a nice torn burger myself, frankly. Uh, you always uh, rappies, chocobos. You try to eat everything in MMOs. I've been doing that in Subnautica, too. Every, every new fish, I'm like, can I eat that? Can I eat that? <laughs> I played the Alpha and Beta Sages of Extinction. It's not a good game. Not for that price, anyways. It's completely removed from what fans wanted. Uh, back to the <laughs> <laughs> Question of the week this week. What's the next major game company that's going to be acquired? Yeah, not someone else, but not me. There yeah, anybody perfect. but Jason make the prediction. What's the I'm next major company that gets acquired, and who acquires it, and why did they want it? Make your predictions on who gets acquired, who bought it, and what they're actually trying to get out of that purchase in the comments below. Don't forget to click like and put down your weekly uh, dub bomb or a bomb. Dub bomb for good, a bomb for bad things in the world of gaming or just life in general. Of course, we'll be back next week on Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash MMOBomb with another episode of the Always Online Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. Until then, Q, where can everybody find you? Lee hanging out on Twitter at Quintland. Jason. Find me on Twitter at Winter Informal, streaming at twitch.tv slash Jason Winter. And, oh, glory, there's no snow in your forecast on Sunday. You can absolutely tune into my stream. Fair enough. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at MMOBomb, and we'll send you a tweet every time we're going live with one of our streams, podcasts, we post news, first look videos, and so much more. Until next week, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Bye.